What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the analog clock by Google. Not sponsored, just happens to be true. Jacoby. 30 minutes. We got a big day. We got inflation news, a lot of booze news, and then some other, then a few other stories. But it's just, you know, just very current, very topical. And with that, we're going to start some inflation news. Listen, people, it's not just here in America, it's also happening in Japan and basically every country around the world. And in Japan, it's manifesting itself in that this aquarium called, I think I'm saying this correctly, the oh Hakone, Hakone-en Aquarium. Yeah, I am. Okay. Good job. Um, they used to serve their penguins mackerel, but in a move to save money, they've gotten a cheaper fish, which is called Saba, and the penguins refuse to eat it. It's like a kid who you're trying to like put food into their mouth via spoon. They're just like, no, they keep like pushing it away. That's what the penguins are doing. It's so funny. It's not just the penguins. We just have video of the penguins. It's also the otters. Now, yes. if you went to an aquarium, you're like, what are the two most likable, cutest, like highest Q score animals in this whole entire building? I'm going otters one, penguins two. Yeah. I also like the otters. I'm just like, penguins, I kind of understand. I feel like because penguins walk and like you see them, you know, waddling around, I can yeah. like anthropomorphize them. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, they're sentient beings. They don't, they don't want this, this shitty fish. I feel like otters. I'm like, how do otters know that they don't want this fish? Like, what are their other options? Oh, what are you talking? I'm going the opposite. I'm going the complete opposite. Penguins are like a bird that just waddles around. They don't even have hands. Have you seen an otter eat anything? Yes, it's I the have. cutest thing in the world. They fall on their backs. They use their little hands. They, get, they use their little belly as a table. I'm saying otters are probably closer to us genetically than like chimpanzees. If we re- if we really get into it, 
That is definitely incorrect. This this is a bad take for you to start with, that penguins are more sort of like human-like than otters. Otters, I think there's like an otter in my family. Okay, I just want to say that we are significantly closer to chimpanzees than otters, but that's fine. Um, Otters, I have seen at the Monterey Bay Aquarium during their feeding time. Yeah. Yeah. They're cute. I don't know. I'm not really into like the otter, seal, sea lion family. It's not oh, for me. I'm way. First of all, don't disrespect otters by grouping them in with those oh, 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 like little <laughs> fat things that just lay on rocks. Otters are they swim around awesome. Have you seen the, at that same aquarium? You can watch them swim around underwater and on top yeah, of the water. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, man. they're awesome. They spin around. They do flips. They play. Otters are awesome. And they need well, those otters need deserve some better fish. They deserve mackerel. They want mackerel. Give them the mackerel. You got to cut costs other ways. The videos are really funny. Seek these out on Twitter. I I really enjoy them. They're hilarious. Um, All right, moving on. This is all I want to talk about. Back to America. This is all I want to talk about. This is a local story for Jacoby and I with national and really human ramifications. There is a fry place here in New York City. Lower East Side. On the Lower East Side. It's called Bell Fries. And they recently raised the price of their dipping sauce for, uh, oh, they added a price. It used to be free. Extra sauce. Extra sauce. Extra sauce. To get extra sauce, it now costs $1.25. Previously, you just have all the sauce you want for the same, exactly. no, no extra charge. So now, now you, you've got given the information that's in the headline, right? Mm-hmm. So when I saw the information in the headline, I was like, oh, this is crazy. There was an argument over this $1.25 um, inflation price. And this is the story. The story is the inflation. The story is the $1.25. But then I saw the video. The video is wild. It wild. is much more action than we were expecting. There's three women and they are throwing things. They're throwing ketchup. They're jumping over the counter. It's all on like a cell phone video, apparently. And then later on, we also see the staff of the restaurant like hiding in the back so they don't get <laughs> hit, hit by anything. It's, there's a it's crowd pretty- outside. It's, it's pretty four in the morning. Like the, I thought it was going to be a little argument. We've all seen that. They're ripping the like pandemic plastic out of the wall and weaponizing it. And they're, they're throwing it. At one point, one of them gets up on top of a table and starts twerking. It's wild. I was like, it was, it was, it was, it, what I saw on my phone was nothing like what I expected when I clicked play, that little arrow. It was Me nothing neither. like what I expected. Me neither. And we first watched this story via the NBC New York website. And the man who was investigating it also had like this very, very serious tone as he <laughs> as he went through what happened and tried to talk to the owner of the store. And there was a real dissonance with the headline. We were expecting like a ha ha. Oh, my God. Extra money for no. fries is a lot more serious. In fact, the women have already had a court date and have been ch- they were arrested and then they were charged with assault. It's like a very serious People situation. People went to the hospital. And, and, the guy, and at the end of the article, the owner's just like, I don't know if it's even worth it anymore to do business in New York City. Not just like, hey, I don't know if it's worth it to reopen Bell Fries, which still hasn't reopened. Like, here we are like six days later. He's like, I don't know if it's worth it to do business in this city anymore. I think that was an overreaction. Um, but I don't know. I'm not the owner of Bell Fries. This did lead me to check out Bell Fries on Yelp. 83 oh, reviews, four stars. Hmm. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not compelled to go based on that. With that, few number of reviews, I need it to be higher than four. Well, and anyone, has anyone on Yelp ever given out two, three, or four stars in the history of the website? Has anyone done that? <laughs> well, someone named Emmy did. Uh, on April 2022, she gave four. <laughs> okay. 
So there's at least one person. There are a lot of fives. And then there's like, you know, a one here and a three there and a four. Two from Christine F. I mean, you know, some people have done it. Oh, Jen T. She also gave four. Well, one of the things about the video that really surprised me was the sauce was the start of the problem. The sauce was the butterfly wing that started this this hurricane of violence. Mm-hmm. But what one of the things that the video heavily features was them throwing the sauce around the restaurant. It was just like, well, if the sauce is not readily available to you, why are they even charge for it in the first place? It was insane. It was it was yeah. it was crazy. It was uh, it was shocking. It was just not what we expected. It was a real mismatch of expectations and reality. Yes, and also four in the morning on a Saturday in the Lower East Side. Well, that was the end of their night. That's the end when bars close, you know? It's on Ludlow Street. I also feel like Bell Fries like sort of like feeds into this. Bell Fries yes. is like, you come out of the bar, you're hungry, we've we're got here. drunk food just waiting for you. Yeah. And two, and the least two of the women were intoxicated. That's part of the news story. So, you know, we're not excusing it, but I think that there's a way for Bell Fries to carry on. Are you victim blaming? No. Oh, I'm I not. Was. I kind of was. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just feel, I actually feel bad for these women. When I was watching, I was like, this really sucks. I feel bad I for I feel them. bad for the people that went to the hospital. Like, you don't go to the hospital for no reason. Yeah, like, I know. I wild. know, because it's, it's fucking expensive if you do. So, yes. don't, don't do that. I hope Bell Fries <laughs> has health insurance for their employees. Me too. Let's move on. This one um, hits close to home. When Jacoby, when we used to work at Grantland, we, mm. we got lunch together a lot. And we primarily went to like Corner Baker Cafe, sometimes the farm, sometimes a pickup yep. from Yard House straight downstairs. But we had a phase. We had a phase where we would walk to Subway. I would go mm-hmm. there with Chris Ryan. Sometimes you would come. Mm-hmm. And what would a, I go- order? a go-to order is a tuna sandwich. It just yeah. seemed like a safer order than turkey or ham or like who knows what. And <laughs> turns out... Was not a safer order. <laughs> Who knows what is exactly the right way to put it, Juliet? Who knows what sandwich? <laughs> because here is what happened. NBC News reported that a judge in California, after a 2021 suit from a woman who claimed that the restaurant's tuna products were partially or wholly not tuna, uh, said that she was correct. And apparently, Subway said that. Anything that is not tuna and its tuna products are, quote, most likely because of, quote, cross-contact from an employee preparing a sandwich. Okay. Okay. That doesn't make me feel better. No, no, no. They didn't, like, bring the tuna, the quote-unquote tuna, to a lab and then have it maybe wholly not be tuna. They're like, oh, he used that same knife to cut a turkey sandwich a second ago. That's why you're getting those results. Don't buy that for a second. That's a very, very flimsy excuse. Miscellaneous products aside from tuna. That was within the suit that has been ruled to be more or less true. So that's like pretty terrifying. And I will never be going to Subway again. I definitely will. And I've got a fix for all of this. Okay. Feed the tuna to the otters and the penguins. Oh my God. There you go. We've got, we've got, we, you can't, you can't sell the tuna to the people anymore. You've got these penguins and otters that don't want to eat the fish. You've got a mysterious fish. You don't know what the source is. There you go. It's it's very upsetting. I just want to say Subway contends that it uses wild caught skipjack tuna regulated by the FDA. I'm a favorite among sub lover lovers. Our tuna is and has always been high quality premium and 100% real. So they, I assume, will be appealing this, but I am very disturbed. Um, and I will not be having a Subway tuna sandwich. Ever I'll get a Subway tuna again. sandwich right after the show. Right, this if, does not deter me whatsoever from eating Subway tuna sandwiches. If you do whatsoever. that, can you, 
Can you take a picture or a video so we can post it on social media? I'm not really going to do it. I'm just saying things in the microphones. Okay, so then you're you're just like Subway. That's what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Onward. On 20 to minutes. Booze news. Booze news. Of which, of which we have a lot. So there's a question still in the state of California. Is a beer amusement park being built in Napa County? <laughs> no, I, I, I can answer that question. Absolutely not. No chance. <laughs> Read the whole article. In Napa County, what do they have there? Wineries. They applied to put a winery somewhere, and they've been fighting it for 12 years. Yeah. I also, um, did you, have you been to Napa and Sonoma? Yes, ma'am. Francis Ford Coppola has like a winery there, and it's like pretty big. It's basically is an adult amusement park. Like there's a lot of free wine in the tastings, like a beautiful pool, really beautiful grounds. It's what I, as an adult, would want from an amusement park. And I was once there and like a local was like, this place is disgusting. It's like the Disney World of of uh, of wine tasting. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So Disney like, World of Wine, sign me up right I'm now. I'm like, yeah, sounds right awesome. Now. I'll spend a week at the Disney World of Wine. <laughs> but anyway, right now. people in Napa and Sonoma take the wine scene really seriously. And so basically what happened is New Belgium Beer like did viral marketing saying they were building a music park for their beer, voodoo beer. And people in Napa started protesting, even I though it's part. not actually happening. I love this part. 12 people had signs. Like, it's like, oh, hi, Gary, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, oh, I got to go to the art store in the morning. Got to get, gotta get some, big, some big pieces of paper, some card stock. And I'm going to get some paints. And I'm going to create some signs. And, and me and 11 friends are going to go stand on the corner. And we're going to protest in, in a hypothetical imaginary beer amusement park. Gary, what are you doing? Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Some of the fake rides include the Extreme Brew Flume, the world's first beer-powered flume ride. Sounds awesome. And no, it doesn't. Number two, <laughs> surfs up, catch a wave on 130,000 gallons of tasty, hazy IPA. That's like so disgusting. And the fact that anyone thinks that could be real is that a is wave pool? Alarming. Yeah, like a, a wave pool. Oh my God, a beer wave pool? Okay, yeah. I'm, I can't say I'm not a little intrigued. <laughs> Oh my God, that sounds disgusting. I'm not a little intrigued. I can't say I'm not a little intrigued. Kobe. A little bit. No, absolutely not. They also, the other, uh, another joke was the tallest roller coaster made from reclaimed beer barrels. That I believe because one of my like biggest, that I would believe, not that I think it's real, but like I could buy into that because I do think that in general, roller coasters are so dangerous because they're not really regulated and someone could just be like, oh, we got like an old timey, Roller coaster, it's built from the the keg, like a beer keg, all this reclaimed, recycled wood. Aren't we so great? But obviously it's not happening. Not ha- None of this is ever happening. No. None of this is a good idea, but it is. I just love the idea that there's a backlash to this, that the, the, the Napa community has decided to come together and fight this. It's like, what, what really funny. It's really funny. It's like, guys, it's not happening. Calm it's down. No, no chance this is happening. None. No, they're not going to have 130 gallons of IPA for you to swim in in a wave pool. That that doesn't work. Like, Literally none. If, if, if I went swimming in a beer wave pool, right, what's the first thing I'm going to do? Drink it? Yeah. And what's it full of? Chlorine? anti-killing chemicals. People are going to be dead left and right. It's not going to be 130 gallons of, of, of beer. It's going to be 130 gallons of beer and like 400 dead bodies, corpses, just bloated floating there in the wave pool, like 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 inflatable tubes. The thought of being like literally literally submerged in beer makes me physically uncomfortable. That sounds oh, ama- awful. That sounds amazing. That part's good. If you just built up a bathtub of beer, that'd be nice. 
I'm kind of curious what it's like to be submerged in a carbonated beverage, though. Like, what is it like? <laughs> you know, you know, it reminds me, reminds me of those fish that, like, eat, eat like, the exfoliate your feet. I think that's yeah. what it feel like, like tingly all over the place. I'm coming love- into this. I love to exfoliate. Food news so. field trip. Food news field trip. <laughs> to the, food news uh, imagi- the imaginary uh, music park. Sounds great. No, we um, can do this. I'll, I'll get some LaCroix. We'll fill up a tub. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I, that sounds like a good TikTok viral video. That's a little LaCroix. LaCroix. Mike, right. uh, buy $4,000 worth of uh, LaCroix, please. We're on it. Production expense. <laughs> Next. This is interesting. I didn't know about this rule. I never thought about it, but I want to discuss it. Coors Light is selling flashlights, mini flashlights that are um, basically like Patrick Mahomes apparel. It's like a Patrick Mahomes keepsake and the money from it goes to his charity foundation. And the reason they're doing that is because NFL players are not allowed to promote beer or any alcohol. And I never thought about that. I watch a I lot of... I watch a lot of football, like casually. Like I'm not like locked in, like crushing tape, like many of my colleagues. But like every Sunday, I watch like a game at least. And I never thought about that amongst all the commercials, of which there are so many, so many. And like, and then I never thought of this either because I just assumed it. But however, while you're watching this one football game a week, I'll take the under on that. By the way, um, I love. There's, you know, I love Sunday Night Football, Jacoby. Come yes, on, I know you love Chris and Al. The stadium riddled. Riddled with beer logos. Yeah. The commercial breaks. At least two beer commercials every single commercial break. But no, we can't we can't put the player's face in one of those commercials. That would be crazy. That'd be insane. We we don't associate with that alcohol stuff. Who draws the line there? This just sounds like they're trying to keep money out of the players' pockets to me. I just really don't get it. Yeah. Like this is the one like morality clause you're gonna enforce with NFL players. Okay. I mean, yeah. Plenty of other stuff we could we could dissect here. Yeah, they could probably have some notes and some of the other clauses that they could put in on NFL player behavior. But there's also this this aspect. I always think about the meeting, right? So Coors Mm -hmm. Light marketing people get together, big conference room catered with uh, Subway sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, and they're they're brainstorm time, guys. Like, all right, we need we need got we got to get around this loophole here, and we have ideas of products that we could come out with that we could sort of like you know customize with NFL player names. How did flashlights end up as the result of that? Like, well, why flashlights of all things? I think because it's called the Coors Light and it's L-I-G-H-T instead of L-I-T-E. So it's a light. Touche Coors Marketing Conference Room. You guys got me. <laughs> you got me. It's good, a good old puns. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I, I like it. Good old also, puns. I was doing some additional research and I think there's also been like some other endorsements that are confusing. Like, for example, the second after Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl at Denver, he got a Budweiser sponsorship and that's because he like immediately retired. So he was able to do it. But and like there's other like other retired players have other liquor sponsorships. But it's a it's a weird one. Something I just never thought about. Can I tell a great Peyton Manning story? It's David Chamberlain's, not mine. Okay. Espies. Early on, early aughts. Stars everywhere, fancy hotel, suits, dresses. Peyton Manning walks in the room, goes to my friend Dave. You know where I can get a cold beer? (laughs) End of story. So the Budweiser sponsorship was probably something he wanted for a long time. He maybe likes it, a cold beer. He's just like, all this fancy him. stuff is cool. So, you know, save me the, the signature cocktail. I want a cold beer. Cold beer, please. <laughs> maybe it drove him to retire so he could really get involved with uh, something he cared about. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, football is cool, too. 
Next, over to France, where there's just like a lot of food and beverage related crime. crime. A lot of food crime in France. (laughs) What is going on there? A lot of food crime. This, this, the details in this one are really good. Really good. So the French police were investigating basically like a drug cartel. They were looking yes. into, into uh, drug dealers and like a drug operation. And when they were doing so, they came across uh, printing machinery, which I have to assume is just like a label printer. A printer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you call that a printer? Not printing machinery per se, but sure. Printer. Label printer for um for. For, allegedly for French wine to go on bottles where it actually was much cheaper wine, not even from France. Some was from Spain. Ooh la la. Ooh la Get la. Uh, and then they were selling it as if it was like real fancy French wine. And the French were flabbergasted and there's been a bust. And these people Seven are Seven people, trouble. I think, got charged. 20 people, <laughs> yes. right? 20 people got charged. I love the idea that they're looking for like a huge Coke ring and they ended up and they're like, chief, I got good news and bad news. <laughs> bad news. No drugs, no evidence, no charges. Good news. We found a printer. We got him on these wine charges. I mean, this kind of reminds me of when um, Al Capone was finally arrested. It was yes, not tax evasion. Tax yeah, evasion. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we couldn't get you on drug trafficking, but we got you on fraudulent wine. People. Fraudulent wine labels. <laughs> and then at the bottom of the article, there's like, there's a lot of this going on. A lot. A lot to of get it to going that. on. In 2016, um, several people were caught doing the same thing. People in Bordeaux were blending poor quality wine with high-end wine and then selling it to major supermarkets under, again, fake labels. And someone was given a prison sentence and a fine of 8 million euros. So That's a lot. That's what I saw. And another one got a fine of like 10 euros. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the difference here? What is the fine for this? And I also feel like part of this, there's an undertone in this, which is like, well, we're selling them to international supermarkets. Right. So, like, who cares? You know? I know. <laughs> like, it's like, this is a victimless crime. That's People on you. in America are drinking shitty wine. Like, it's not us. Guys, we would never leave these in France. We ship them over with the seas. Like, this is no big deal. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of like, whatever. We don't care about you. But anyway, they're, this, is, this is real. And I just want to say to the French criminals out there, I, I don't know, like, maybe diversify. I feel like these crimes yeah. get caught. Ten. Minutes because yeah. they care. They care a lot, you know. Well, I guess the, well, maybe they are selling drugs and not getting caught doing that. Great point. So they're like actually yeah. very adept yeah. to what they're doing. They, they didn't leave like a cocaine printer around around the office. <laughs> Do you think three D printers could make cocaine? Possibly. <laughs> Just a question. Just a question. <laughs> One more piece of booze news. <laughs> All right, I don't understand this, but a bottle of scotch was sold for sixteen million pounds. I don't understand this because I don't ever want to have scotch or whiskey. Do you drink scotch or whiskey? I do, but rare. Well, you know, I drink whiskey. I'll do like mm-hmm. a Jameson shot yeah, here and there, like, but I, I don't really do. I don't do cocktails. I usually don't like, like, a cocktail. You don't like sip it. You don't like at the end yeah. of the night sip whiskey. Yeah, I'm not it's like not one of those style. scotch. Aaron Rodgers, huge scotch guy. Okay. Um, well, this is an Ardbeg, which was distilled in 1975. And I don't know. It's, sold, it's only 88. There's 88 of these. I just don't understand. I, I like this, is, I, this reminds me of like buying like an NFT. Yeah. It's like that's all right, a great point. Are you gonna drink it? No. So it's like an art piece? It's like buying a Picasso, I guess. Like that's what I, what point. what are you doing with this? You're just displaying it? It's you basically know, art. Personal anecdote. When I was in college, a friend of mine went to Prague. And when I was in college, um, Absinthe like wasn't allowed in the U.S. or like unrefined yeah. absinthe wasn't allowed, and so people used to go to Prague or Europe and they would like smuggle it back in. And I think I was in college for this. Might have been high school, but I think it was college. A friend like brought me some absinthe, 
And like, I just like had it as like an ornament in my bedroom for a long time before I was 21. It was like art. I was like, here's my absinthe. And I just never drank it. Absinthe. Yeah. And then you drink it. You're like, this is just Sambuca. Like it tastes bad. And I'm like, no, it was disgusting. It was like really like um, hard to sip. It was like rough. It was so gross. It's like, it's it's melted a bunch of black licorice. It's not, it's not cool or good. And there's also like the 18 minute preparation, melt the ice cube, melt the sugar cube thing. Like, no, thank you. You're not going to lose Just give me some vodka. Yeah. Can I just, yeah. Can I just have a cocktail, please? Take a vodka (laughs) soda. That'll be fine. Tequila soda also will do. That's fine. We'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be fine. I'm not spending eight. $16 million is insane. Insane. Who's got that money? I do Who, not know. It, I, I hope they're not married. If I came home, no matter how rich I was, if I came home and I was like, what'd you do today, honey? I bought an $18 million bottle of scotch. <laughs> That's a divorce. That's a divorce. <laughs> Absolutely. Right All right. This is kind of like, maybe we'll start doing this press release of the week, but I kind of was interested in this, which is that uh, Boston Market is introducing rotisserie chicken nuggets, which is mm. a different, it's it's a nugget innovation, as they say. <laughs> Um, and they're fried. They're not, they're not fried. They're roasted. And I'm actually kind of interested in trying this. Uh, and so I just wanted to mention 100% on board with this. When yeah. I read the article, I, granted, I was hungry, but I was like, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, one of the things about chicken nuggets is, you know, they just took like some weird chicken stuff and then just fried it in a deep yeah. fryer for five minutes. Like, this is good. Well, of course, it's been soaking in fry oil. It's fried. But... One thing, a couple things. Number one, Boston Market, underrated fast food place. Agreed. Really good size. Really, really good, good size. Yeah. You have a lot of you have a lot of options. You can customize your meal. I like that. The chicken tastes good. The rotisserie tastes good. And then when I saw that they have a spicy option, I'm mm. sold. This and actually is a liked, field trip. This is a field trip I'd like to do. Can we go to I'd Boston Market? I'd like to do Market? this too. I haven't been I'd in like a to long do this time. Too. Let's go to I'm, a Boston Market and have some rotisserie nuggets. They're only available okay. in like 215 stores, so maybe we won't be able to do that. Maybe we just have regular Boston Market, but I'd love to have Boston Market with you sometime. It is an right. I, I, underrated franchise. There used to be one, when I was growing up, there was one like down the street from us, like for a very short period of time, but I, I loved that period of time. I just want to say also- <laughs> Great period in the Julian era. <laughs> <laughs> they're all white meat and they're made to order and roasted in a rotisserie oven. I mean, that sounds awesome. you know what awesome. else they said? What? No two are the same shape. I like that. like that. Me too. It's a su- they're, they're subtweeting it's a McDonald's. Dig. I love they're it. Like, they're like, no, we don't just take liquid and like pour it into this little shape where it all looks the same. No, no, no. These are unique white meat chicken chunks. Yeah, I, I love it. We got to try it. I'm into this. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's go on to our taste test. Today, 
We are trying some low calorie beverages. I so this have. Is, we're trying to we're trying to create the mid cal market here because yeah. we've stumbled on that we disagree and agree on a lot of different things. One of the things we agree on is zero calorie bad, full calorie bad, but there's a sweet spot in the mid cal market. Yes. And I'm telling you, this 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 mid cal beverage market is going to absolutely take off. So I agree. I've I've been hyping my favorite iced teas that are naturally sweetened and you know like 50 calories, 70 calories. Today I have something called Runa, which is a tropical passion fruit, sparkling brewed, clean energy beverage. So basically it's sparkling iced tea and it's tropical passion fruit. And it's 30 calories. I've never seen it before. And I'm gonna give it a sip right now. Great. I have G2 Gatorade. Now, a couple things about that. I love Gatorade. However, when I was like 30, I started figuring out that like Gatorade is really bad for you. Really bad I talked to like a, a doctor. They're like, if you just ran a marathon or played an NFL football game, Gatorade is exactly what you need. However, if you're a regular person, if never drink human, Gatorade. If you're hungover, just go for the Alka-Seltzer, not for Gatorade. Of course. <laughs> plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> oh, what a relief it is. How's your Runa? It's good, man. I really like it. So here's the thing. I've had some sparkling iced teas. It seems to be a burgeoning part of the market. The other one I had was really bad. It was just like a plain black iced tea. But tropical passion fruit is just a can't a can't lose flavor palette for me or, you know, flavor profile. And it's really good. And the fact that it has a little caffeine is also quite appealing to me. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to Google what a passion fruit looks like because I feel like I eat a lot of passion fruit flavored things, but I've never like seen it has, a passion like, a lot fruit. Of seeds in it. It has like um kind of like a gelatinous type of seed. It's a little bit like a kiwi. I love a passion fruit. It's just Whoa, absolutely delicious. Fruit, fruits are beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. Whoa. They're yellow. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's a passion fruit. Yeah. Oh, they had these in Mexico. They're really good, man. I they're love good, but they, they look like someone barfed inside of a bowl, though. <laughs> like, they, it, it's so visually unappealing. Now I understand why people don't, like, serve passion fruit. They do at Soho House. At Dumbo House, when I get like the the um, yogurt and granola for breakfast, it comes with passion fruit. And it's really fucking good. Anyway, this is really good, this Runa. I recommend it. Um, 30 calories for 16 ounces and a little bit of uh, caffeine. How's your G2, man? So the G2, I'm a big Gatorade Zero person because I told that story about how, you know, there's just like a mm-hmm. ton of sugar and bad stuff in Gatorade. Mm-hmm. So I go to Gatorade Zero and there's the mid-cal option. Okay. Excellent. Easily. It's like 10 times better than... Gatorade Zero and only slightly worse than regular Gatorade. This is the sweet spot in the market. What is the best Gatorade color? Go. Oh, it depends on my mood. It's kind of oh, like no. hot sauces. Yeah. No. Oh, it no depends well. on my mood. No. I like always- if, if, you, if I had to pick one and only one, it would be the classic yellow. I go orange. Love orange. No chance. Absolutely. Oh, orange is number one for me. I like artificial I like- grape too. Big, big grape guy over here. You do? Yeah, big grape. That's yeah. shocking. Artificial grape, grape is disgusting. Yeah. Oh, like a all Welch's the time. soda? Are you kidding me? I'll oh, dominate a Welch's soda. Uh, uh, I love grapes. I love grape juice. I despise. Oh, artificial those grape. are two different things. Actual grapes and artificial grape are two completely different things that shouldn't even share the same word. Artificial grape and artificial cherry are two of my least favorite things in the entire world. Oh, wow. Well, it's another bad take from Juliet here in Food News. Oh, my God. We're going to put a poll up. What is your go to Gatorade flavor? What's your Gatorade color? This will be we'll discuss it next week. Jacoby, hit us with your personal food news. Me and my wife have a night after the vacation with no kids, a full day with no kids. I don't even okay. know what to do, right? We work out, and then she wants to go on a long bike ride and eat food. She wants to go to Lucali's. Okay. It's a very, very, it's the best pizza I've ever had. 
in it's in Carroll Gardens. It was featured in an episode of Billions. It's very it's good. It's amazing. We get there. Okay. I, it opens at 6. We get there at 4.30 because I heard you have to get there to like put your name down. There's a big line mm-hmm. line. There's people inside eating. There's three empty tables outside. Empty tables. And then we have to like drop off our bikes. We forgot that it was bring your own booze. So we had to go to the wine store, the liquor store. So we had to do a little like 15, 20 minute mission. We get back. There's literally a red velvet rope at the door. So you can't go inside. And there's a woman with a, a stand and she's there. And, and we go up and we're like a table for two people. It's now five. Okay. Come back at 10 p.m., she says. <laughs> did she give you a takeout option? No. They don't do takeout on things. They did during Come the pandemic, back at 10 which p.m. great. Come back That's at 10 p.m. Five insane. hours from when I'm talking to her. And there's three empty tables right there. Did you ask there's about it? three empty tables. No. I'm not going to be like, what about that table? She's going to be like, oh, wait, I forgot that exists. You know I would I mean? have asked. I would have been like, well, are those taken? Just to like see what she said. Just to see what she said. Yeah. Well, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not that kind of petty. You know well, I, mean? I, I thought maybe also in the service of food news, you would have asked just to have all the info, but that's oh, absurd. Oh, oh, now I'm a bad podcaster because I didn't start a fight with the lady at Lucali. That's not what I said. That's, so that's not my what personal I said. food news. Lucali's, your pizza is amazing, but guess what? There are plenty of other places to get pizza in New York City. You don't have to wait for five hours. You know, I feel really strongly about bagels. I do not feel strongly about pizza. Like, it's just not a passion of mine. So, like, I, oh, I, wow. I agree, but, like, I, I'm like, yeah, that's true. I'll never say that to a professional pizza cook, okay? Sorry. Don't ever say that. <laughs> you, know, you don't go to the, you. You don't go to the butcher and be like, ah, I really hate meat. You know what I mean? Come on. You're right. My bad. My bad. Okay. I feel like my personal food news has turned into question time. But here, here we go. When you see that there's fruit on sale, buy two, get one free, like blueberries, strawberries, whatever. Do you do it? Or do no you chance. worry that no your way. fruit is going to rot in like one no hour? No way. No way do I do that. It's like a dollar slice of pizza. It's like a free taco at a bar. It's just like, no, no. I want to pay full price for certain things. Like, I don't want half off plastic surgery. You know You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, I want full price for certain services and perishable food goods I do not want, like, the sale rack. Well, I can't resist a deal, so I always do it. <laughs> I, I literally, I'm like, two pints of blueberries, I'm like, cool. And then I feel like I have to eat them really what quickly. What with all that blueberries? <laughs> like, chugging them, like, sitting down and in one sitting, having a pint of blueberries. I'll, I'll take about a going bath bad. in beer. You, I'll submerge myself in beer. You submerge yourself in blueberries. Put that on TikTok. Well, well everybody... Thanks for listening. Mostly thanks to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. We'll be back next week. <laughs> 